Should old acquaintance be forgot, you will remember them when they post their racist opinions on Facebook. Happy New Year! We're doomed! This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 20 questions! questions. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. And this is my little sister, Julie. Julie, say what's up. What's up? How are you? I'm swell. How are you? I am splendiferous. This is like a Good Times Family Times episode we got. It is a Good Times Family Times episode. We are back in Highland Park, Illinois for Christmas times. Christmas time. Jingle, jingle. And Julie thoughtfully brought home her microfilm so we could make of our podcast. But it came at a terrible price, Dave. A terrible price. <laughs> yeah. The price is that Julie has come up with a thing that we have to guess. And now she is the guessee and we are the guessoirs. Oh, well, that is truly a terrible price. I thought you were talking about, like, I don't know... A blood sacrifice or a blood oath? No, again with the blood oaths. He's always about the blood oaths. Well, you know, I might require a pound of flesh, but, you know. Well, a pound of flesh I got in spades. <laughs> How would you like 30 pounds of flesh just distributed around my body? It's a little more than I bargained for. So how are you? Oh, you know, I'm back in Highland Park. The weather outside is weather. Julie, this is a cool microphone that you brought. I don't think I've seen this before. I like its little mini USB input. This is nice. Got a really fancy microphone from a fancy, fancy uh, uses over at Georgetown Law. What do you do with your fancy microphone over at Georgetown Law? Do you record the law? Do I record the law? No, sadly I do not. Um, but I did start a student organization called Georgetown Law Review. How is that spelled? R-E-V-U-E. Get it? Well, hey. Hey. No, I actually don't. Well... <laughs> So in law schools, they have law journals, also known as law reviews. Spelled how? R-E-V-I-E-W. And those are journals where you write boring shit. Uh, But then there's other stuff (laughs) called law review. You know, Julie, this is going on the internet. Like, this is a matter of internet public record. What if an internet judge got a hold of this? You'd be internet disbarred. If Judge John Hodgman got a hold of you saying nobody cared about law reviews... I think that everyone would agree with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think you get disbarred from saying shit's boring. <laughs> also, since I have, like, I, I guess I, I don't, un-barred? I don't know much about the law. In fact, I know <laughs> next to nothing. But I think that might be illegal. Oh, okay. Well, fortunately, I haven't been barred yet, so maybe I would be barred from being barred. Nice. But I'm. Uh, but the law review is a parody musical, so I use this microphone to record hilarious parodies. So review, as in a show. A show. Okay, well now it makes sense. I I feel like you should have explained the premise before you said the spelling. So Julie, this microphone has a has kind of a neat collapsing stand. Do you want to do you want to describe it for the viewers at home? Yes, when the stand is closed, it's got a tripod sort of three-legged stand thing, but when the legs are together, it sort of looks like a gun. Kind of looks like a pistol grip? Yeah, it's pretty cool, except when you take it with you... That's very specific. (laughs) When you take it with you in a carry-on through the airport in the nation's capital, and you realize that you're carrying what could conceivably look like a gun to a person and or an x-ray machine... Now, hold on. Did Did you have the microphone... I took the microphone in. out of it. Okay. Because it, when you when you take this microphone and you collapse the legs all together, it mm-hmm. kind of looks like 
like a gun handle, and then there's this big oblong microphone mounted on the top, so it kind of looks like a ray gun. <laughs> I'll take a picture when we're done recording of Julie pointing it threateningly. It's the okay. most space-tastic microphone in the universe. But anyway, you were at uh, the airport. I was at DCA, and I realized that I had what definitely looked like a gun in my in my carry-on. So uh, as I was standing in the line, I like sort of scrambled to get it out of my bag so that I would be able to put it on top of my stuff through the x-ray uh, machine. Oh, no. But was very concerned that someone was going to look around and see this person nervously rummaging through their bag and pulling out what looked like a gun. So fortunately, I did not get tackled by TSA. Uh, it was all good. That's some that's some quick thinking on your part. I am a very quick thinker. That's why they let me into law school. It's true. What's up with you, Dave? Uh, well, do y- you guys want to know? Do you guys want to hear about an app? Yes. Yeah, dude, lay it on us. All right, you guys. You can't see my face, but I'm afraid. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys want to know what I found? Yes. What you Here's, find? I found the most like. 21st century bourgeois app that has ever been made. Do go on. And is I it an used... app that downloads other apps for you? Kind of. Kind of. Like you're, you're getting you're getting close. Alright, should I not say the name of this so as not to buzz market? You can just you can say the name, just say say oh, person either side of the name so that they can't they can't they can't quote you. Hold on. Though, uh, David, you sound like a garbled space alien right now. Really? Really? Yeah, you sounded like... It, it was remarkably similar to the the shitty uh, radio effect they used in Battlestar Galactica. Hello, it's me. I'm on a fight airplane. In space, though. Um, I would t- toss your phone somewhere else, because sometimes it interferes with the... I think so. All right. It sometimes interferes with the mic. Okay. Did you literally just throw your phone? Because that's what it sounded he like. He threw it across the room in a fit of rage. It went into our father's giant television. Elsewhere on the And table. it just crashed. It, like, cracked, that's and not, he's probably going to murder us all. That's not true. There's so, shards of glass everywhere. Everywhere! It's like, uh, it's like Die Hard over there. It is exactly like Die Hard over oh, here. Don't remind her. She wants to. We have to watch Die Hard this Christmas, like every Christmas. America's I, number one Christmas movie. All right. So, I, I am definitely of the opinion that Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. Thank you. But guys, I've never seen Die Hard. What? <laughs> all right. We have to stop this podcast no, right no, now. No, no, you need no, to go watch can... Die Hard. I know. Je- uh, Jenny has never seen it either, and we have decided that we really need to watch it. Are you Because guys- I read, in college, I read as part of a screenwriting class, I read the screenplay, and the screenplay is amazing! <laughs> so I love the movie. You just have never seen it. I've just never seen it. Oh, that's crazy. That's you, really funny. You gotta watch it. You should watch it tomorrow if you guys are gonna hang out. Uh I think I think we might have a a date to go to the uh, IFC Center and watch uh, a Studio uh, Ghibli movie. Which Studio Ghibli movie? I I'm not sure. I think we might watch um, either Up on Poppy Hill or this other obscure one that I forget the name of, but it sort of sounded like Totoro, but it wasn't Totoro. Hold on, I'll find out. Well, you should Ghibli know. date. Ghibli date. You should know while you're looking that up that 62% of Americans do not believe that Die Hard is 
a Christmas movie, which has got to be one of the biggest travesties of our time. Mm. 62% of Americans are wrong. That's true. I haven't even seen the movie, and that's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) They probably conducted the poll the same time they were conducting, you know, the Republican presidential primary polls, so it's clearly a a very skewed Oh, that's pretty pretty wacky and insightful, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Okay, so this one is called... uh, Pom Poco. What is Pom Poco? It's about uh, it's about a bunch of magical tanukis <laughs> who are displaced from their idyllic forest home oh by uh, the development of a Tokyo suburb. Magic ensues. Do they have tanuki bits? That's what I asked. That was the <laughs> first thing I asked when Jenny read me the description and she said it's about tanukis because. In traditional uh, <laughs> Japanese folkloric imagery. Do you know where we're uh, going with okay, this, Julie? Okay, so a tanuki, do you know what a tanuki is, Julie? I do not. It's it's a rac- It's basically like a Japanese raccoon. They're very oh. cute. Uh, but the they are... Im- image search it. It's a real, it's a real it right animal. The first time. Well, I spelled yeah. it wrong, and I just got a bunch of images of Mario and Peach dressed up as raccoons. Yeah, the Tanuki suit is a, is like a power up in. Yeah, like that oh raccoon suit that uh, that Mario has. Yeah, that's not a raccoon suit; it's a Tanuki suit. Got it. So, Dave, what's the other pretty salient thing about a Tanuki? Okay, so so it's a real animal, fluffiness. but it's also a folkloric creature, and whenever they're depicted in folkloric imagery they're depicted with giant balls like like they're always like sitting on their testicles or like using like flinging their giant testicles out in front of them to do magic well that's a thing yeah they they have like balls that are larger than their bodies yeah what did what did jenny say when you asked her that question so I, I asked, do the Tanukis have giant testicles? And she just said, uh, doesn't look like no. <sighs> so we're going to watch Die Hard at some point, but I think I think tomorrow we're booked for uh, this Tanuki movie. I think tomorrow we are going to see the new Stars War movie. Uh, it's super fun, you guys. It's super fun? It's yeah. really All great. Right. I'm excited for you to see it. Okay. I think I think you'll dig it. Okay. For a number of reasons, it's really hard to talk about without spoiling. Okay, it's very, it's very straightforward, and it kind of hits all the classic Star Wars stuff. Yeah, you can really tell that J.J. Abrams is Ooh. like a big fanboy. I think is. Yeah, it's it's very much a movie made by a Star Wars fan. Yeah, that's that's definitely accurate. Cool. As a, as opposed to a movie made by a, a Star Wars creator who's like, man. I I did it okay the first time, but what if? <laughs> Bullshit. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. And I I want to talk at you about it when you see it because uh, I think uh, I I think there's some interesting things there. Okay. Thoughts and feelings. I'm and interested stuff. to hear what you have to say. Okay. So. I found this app, you guys. I'm not gonna say what it is in case it turns out to be bullshit. Tell us about this app. What is this app? All right. What's app? So, Buzz marketing. It's a shopping app. Okay. And but it's like an online shopping app. But instead of uh, oh. doing a search for things and then like going through a list of things, mm-hmm. uh, you open a chat 
with somebody what? who works for this company <laughs> and you say, hey, I'm looking for X, and then they go find X. I don't understand. So it's like TaskRabbit, so, but way more intense. Kind of, kind of. Uh, so you say, for example, like I tested it out by ordering a tie. Okay. I've been looking for a very specific uh, navy dot pattern tie that I haven't been able to find. Okay. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to see if they can find this thing. So I tell them I'm looking for a navy dot tie. And the, the person on the other end of the chat says, okay, cool, give me a minute and I'll come back with some options for you. And then a couple of minutes passed at pass and they text you back and they have a little like picture uh, with product info that is the thing that you asked for or several different options that are similar to the thing that you asked for. And then you can be like, cool, I'll take it. And you just like click it and then you order it and it immediately sends it to your house or where you live. Okay. Or you can be like, uh, that's not quite right. I actually am looking for something where the spacing on the dots is kind of different. And they'll be like, okay, cool. I'll go find something more like that. And then they go find something else. And you can just keep asking them for more and more specific things until you find the exact thing that you're looking for. That's terrifying. Yeah. And and it's all through this chat interface, and you just wait while somebody goes and looks for a thing for you, and you don't have to do anything, and then you just tap a button and you buy it. Wow. Is that not, is that not the most techno-bourgeois thing that you have ever heard? That's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Have we talked about Sesame Credit yet? Julie, have you heard of this? I have not. So Jack, Jack Ma, the, like, the founder it's of... It's terrifying. Alibaba I am prepared. And one of the, the larger people, one of the larger um, social media concerns in China uh, created this system called Sesame Credit. And it's sort of like a credit score for citizenship. Okay. It's a gamified credit score for citizenship. So it's all tied into so your social the network. Score, the score is how good of a citizen you are. Yes, your patriotism, your your like friendliness, your trustworthiness, and all of this is compiled. If you based are ideologically on, sound. Mm -hmm. That sounds a lot like some post-apocalyptic, like mocking, yes. mocking Jay Pan Am shit. Yeah, because it's kind of yes, like it it's kind of like social currency. It's kind of like a reputation-based currency. Um, and right and. Like, if you, quote-unquote, like, live in a bad neighborhood, right? Like, so if you're upright and, you know, upstanding, but all of your friends on social media have low scores and say subversive things, their scores will bring your score down, and the program will tell you which one of your friends you need to cut out of your life in order to, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, you get points by towing the party line and being uh, ideologically sound and basically doing and saying things that the government wants you to do and say, that gets you points. Uh, you lose points by going against the government and saying subversive things and engaging in activities that the government doesn't like and associating with people who uh, engage in activities that the government doesn't like. And since it's Alibaba... And then what do they do with that score, David? This is the worst part, I think. Oh, it's public. You can... It's, like, 
you can post it on t- on Chinese Twitter. Oh my god! And compare compare it to your friend scores. Um, someone someone wrote that it's gonna start. I think it started popping up in like dating profiles. <laughs> yeah, and so, I think the eventual plan is to integrate it into all kinds of economic stuff. So like you know if you apply for, for a job. Uh, yeah for a job or, or a travel like, visa, oh, mm-hmm. right. Or, uh, I don't know, do they do home loans? Yeah, for a loan, for credit cards, whatever. Right, loans, credit cards. They'll check the score. Wow. And you can be possibly rejected rejected based on having a low citizenship score. So the next step after that is obviously putting the lowest citizen scores together and making an actual Hunger Games-style arena with all the least citizen-y people. I mean, listen... I think that's where we're headed. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like, that President Snow has some great ideas. Ooh. Do they get the Hunger Games in China? Almost certainly not. It's called the games where everyone is happy and full all the time. Praise <laughs> be to our glorious communist leaders. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be super problematic. Yeah. They'd be like, this is normal life, not not a scary post-apocalyptic future. I mean, to be to be fair, what I hear about about China that is different from the the Hunger Games. And fortunately, guys, there are some differences between China and Panem from the Hunger Games. <laughs> Thank God. Basically, the government, as long as you don't do anything the government doesn't like, they will just completely ignore you and leave you alone. <laughs> Which is actually unlike the United States. Right. Like, yeah. in the United States, there's all kinds of, of personal things that you can do that the government is, like, paying attention to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like sending text messages or having a podcast where two people talk about 20 questions? Yeah, exactly. In China, if as long as you're not actively doing anything subversive, they just don't give a shit. Like, I mean, that's why things like traffic laws aren't really enforced mm. so much. Uh, apparently, apparently, traffic in say, oh, the uh, Shanghai is like a, a Mad Max nightmare hellscape scenario where just <laughs> nobody gives a shit about anything. But the government doesn't care because not following the traffic laws isn't subversive. But it's just. You- like, you know, not following the traffic thing, so who gives a shit? Just go do whatever. Yeah. So the world is terrifying, but fortunately we have a, a beautiful oasis. And that oasis is 20 Questions Tuesday. Did you guys see what I did there? That was a transition. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful transition. That was so smooth, I barely noticed it. Yep. Good thing I made a big deal of it, and I'm continuing to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. making it super obvious and awkward. You guys, uh, do you guys want to play 20 Questions Tuesday? I would love to play 20 Questions Tuesday. Julie, do you have a pretty sweet thing for us? A pretty pretty sweet thing for you guys to guess. Okay, we shall guess upon it. That's, All right. But first we should go over the rules. Okay, read to us, please, these rules. Please. Let's alternate, David. Okay. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. Rule number two. The Davids will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of the thing. Rule number three. If the Davids exceed 20 questions, the game, and reality as we know it, is over. Oh, no. no more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule number four. If the Davids correctly guess the thing in fewer than 20 questions, they win the game. 
And we all get to live for another week. Rule number five. The bird is the word, but the word is not the bird. Are you ready? Yes. Maybe. Wait, yes. I was the one who suggested this. Excellent. Then you may ask your first question. Oh, geez. Who's going first, David? Okay, let's rock, paper, scissors it. Okay. Ready? Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Scissors. I also put out scissors. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. Shoot. Paper. I also put out paper. God damn it. <laughs> rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Scissors. It's fuck. What? <laughs> I put out scissors. Julie, decide which one of us is going first. I think David will go first. God damn it. <laughs> this is this is like <laughs> David, you know that you and I playing rock, paper, scissors is like the scenario where you have to fight your clone, but yeah. but you can't because every time you punch your clone throws a punch in the exact same place and so your punches just collide with each other. Uh oh Dave, go first. Like, I want to stress, this wasn't even a gag. I was being completely honest about what I put out every time. Yeah, me too. Fuck! <laughs> uh, who's going? Guys, we entered the singularity? What is happening here? No, it's just that Dave and I are both playing the counter game, wheels within wheels of rock, paper, scissors. This happened the other day with Jillian. It's, uh, what do they call it in the science of sleep? Parallel synchronized randomness? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they call it in the science. That's the name of, of your uh, next album, right? Parallel Synchronized Randomness? Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Julie has decided. Dave, you asked the first question. Uh, okay. First question. Is it bigger yes. than a bread box? Yes. Is it alive? Yes. Is it? Does it belong to the kingdom Animalia? Is it is an animal? It? Yes. <laughs> is it a man? It is. What's that voice? A certain man. Wait, are you alternating questions? Oh, he can't. Who is this one? This perfect one. Who with his action has the traction magnet on the run? And really wouldn't do the different. He were really broke. Who was his name? Charles Foster King. What? It's from Citizen Rosebud. Kane. I'll tell you when you're older. Uh, what was your question? Uh, is it a man? It a is a man, man, yes. It is a certain it, man. Is it a certain man? Yes. Uh, is this man currently among the living? He is. Is he a celebrita? I would not call him a celebrity, but he is known. Is he uh, politically significant? Yes. Is he American? Yes. Uh, is he currently involved in the presidential race? No. Mm. Does he hold elected office in the United States? No, he does not. Has he? Not to my knowledge, but let me double check. Okay, but he's a he's a well-known person who is involved in politics, but has not been elected to any office. Involved in politics might get you a little screwed up. Is he a political commentator? No. Well, sort of. Uh, yeah, does he, does he, would I know his face? Is his face recognizable? Yes, absolutely. 
Uh, is he on television? No. I mean, he can be, but specific in, in general, he is not on television. Is he on the radio? No. Have I seen him at the movies? You may have seen him seeing a movie, but you would not have seen him on a, t- on a movie screen. Does he live in New York? Not currently, but he has in the past. Is he older than 60? Yes, he is. Is he grumpy? Yes, he is. Has he served in government? Yes. Is he an American-born? Yes. So he's a member, he was a cabinet member? No. It's not Henry Kissinger, because he wasn't born in the U.S. No. He's very grumpy. Yes. Uh, Does he, is he known for writing? Does he write? He does write. And he's alive. He is alive. Though he has a cold, dead heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is he an American jurist? Yes, he is. Is he a chubby one? Yes, he is. Uh, Is he Italian? Yes, he is. Are you thinking of Antonin Scalia? I am. Now, you must guess what he is doing. Okay. Well, he's scullying around, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. No, he's doing something specific, and then once you guess that, there are other parts of that that you will have to guess. Okay. Um, Okay. So what it, is Justice Scalia doing? Is, is, does, does he have something naughty under his robes? No. Is it a flail that he's using to beat the corpse of American democracy? It is not, no. Okay. That was very subtle commentary, David. <laughs> Thank you. Is he is he doing something that involves the law? Not technically. Okay. Is he doing something wacky and collegial with the other members of the Supreme Court? No, not necessarily. Is he doing something reckless and unkind to the other members of the Supreme Court? No. Okay. Is he on a bicycle? He is not on a bicycle. Is he on a horse? He is not on a horse. Is he on two horses? Is he on a bicycle horse? He is on neither two horses nor a bicycle horse. I guess a bicycle horse is um those like things carriage. from... A motorcycle? Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. No, I was going to say those those guys from, uh, not the Golden Compass, from the Amber Spyglass. You know, do you remember there were those animals that rolled? No, I don't remember rolling animals. That sounds awesome, though. Sounds like BB-8. Kind of, yeah. In the last book of the Golden Compass trilogy, they went to this planet, and there were these intelligent animals. They were quadrupeds, and they had hooks on their feet, and they hooked their feet into these, uh, like, big, round, kind of coconut things. Hmm. And then they they traveled by rolling around the plains. Are you sure they rolled and they didn't just clip-clop the coconuts together and pretend to be horses? Mm-hmm. They definitely rolled. <laughs> Though, I guess if they, <laughs> if they did clip-clop the, the coconuts together and pretend to be horses, that would, that would also be valid. Excellent. Okay, is uh, is Scalia in his judicial regalia? Is he in his robes? Ah, uh, he could be. It's it's not necessary, but he probably lounges around in them because that seems like the kind of thing he would do. Which is not to say okay. that he's necessarily lounging around. That was not a hint. Is he lounging around? No. Damn it. Haha. <laughs> so close. <laughs> uh, is he is he making something? Uh, yeah, sort of. Is he? Indoors. Yes. Is he in his home? No. Is he somewhere very specific? Yes. 
In the United States. Yeah. In DC. Sure. Uh, is is the but he's not like at the Supreme Court. No, he's not at a place that he, like he's in a specific place, but it is not a place that currently exists. Okay. A fictional place. Yeah. But it, it could be Wait, real. Wait, is he in Narnia? He's, yeah. He is not in Narnia, no. Oh. Okay, but he is in a, he's in a fictional place in D.C. Or wherever. It, like, it would probably okay, be in so D.C., it, but it's, it could be it's anywhere. Like, but... It's not a named place. It's like a kind of place. Yeah. Like, so it's not like the Supreme Court. It's like the kitchen. Yeah. Is it a room in a house? No. But again, it doesn't have to be in D.C. It could be in New York. It could be in wherever. Is it a kind of building? Is it a kind of, sort of? Like, all right, like a store would be a kind of building. A house would be a kind of building. Yeah, it's a kind of building, yeah. Okay. Is it a store? It is a specific kind of store. A store that sells something that doesn't exist? No. Sex shop? No. <laughs> a kind of store that doesn't exist? No, it's a kind of store that exists. So why'd you say it was fictitious? Or store. It's, the store itself does not currently exist but it is a kind of store that exists in reality i see is scalia running this store yes he is okay so scalia is behind the counter of this store yes is he wearing a little like shopkeeps apron over his robe sure why not that's exactly what i was imagining (laughs) no when i say a kind of store i mean like the kind of store that exists is like it's not about what's in it's not about what's being sold although you'll have to guess that in a little bit but it, like, it's a very specific type of store that he's running. Is it a mm-hmm. store where people connect to the shopkeeper using a chat client and he finds them obscure ties? <laughs> it is not. See, I just want to stress, like, like they don't, they don't go to a specific store. It's just, like, anything on the internet that they can find. Oh, wow. That's crazy. It's like if you had if you had a little a little personal research shopper in your phone. It's not like they have a store. It's like they're going out to do all the research to find the thing and find the store that sells the thing. Oh my god. Yes. That'd be kind of a fun job though. I mean, I could definitely see a, a kind of person who who would find that uh, who would find that fun. That sort of like crazy specific shopping research sure but still the concept is pretty horrifying it's vaguely ominous but guys i think i'm gonna use this a bunch (laughs) dave the first step is admitting you have a problem what's the yeah this is you know what this is this is a repeat of the 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 laundry this is a repeat of the laundry cube i do like laundry cube yeah this is a repeat of me caving to shitty, like, uh, aspirational one percenterism and uh, deciding that it's better to pay somebody to do my laundry than to actually do it myself like a real person. <laughs> it's the same thing over again and, like, feeling this just, just weird guilt and shame, but at oh, no. the same time loving the convenience of it. I do want to stress that I have subsequently returned to doing my own laundry like a goddamn adult human yeah. being. Yeah. Good job. We're all very and, proud of you. And not a one percenter baby. 
Do you guys want to know how many children Justice Scalia has? How many children does Justice Scalia have? He has nine children. No. Nine. Catholics. <laughs> Hooray. Are, um, are they all, na- wait, have, have I told you guys the dumb story that my grandparents always repeat about uh, their Chinese friend, Ziming? Tell no, us the story. What's, what's the story? All right, so so Ziming has been pulling my grandparents' leg for years, but they completely believe him. Uh, Ziming is from Shanghai originally, and uh, he he has a, a pretty large family. He has a lot of siblings. So Ziming told my grandparents a story, and here's the story. Ziming said, oh, yeah, so uh, this is the, the background of my name. Uh, my parents had so many kids that when they had their oldest child, they just started at the beginning of the alphabet and named him A-Ming, and then the next kid was B-Ming, and then they got, eventually they got to me, and they named me Z-Ming. That is amazing. And my parents, uh, my grandparents completely believe this. They are completely credulous, and That's they believe fantastic. this is a real story. And everybody else in the family knows that their friend is just, like, fucking with them. <laughs> but they totally believe it. Uh, well, Scalia's kids pretty much all have Bible names, except for the one kid who's named after his father and well, a girl. A Bible name is the only valid name. Do you remember, Julie, do you remember Senator Roland Burris? Oh, yes. I just looked him up the other day. Oh, you did. Dave, do you remember Roland Burris? I don't think I do. I forgot how terrible that was. His So, Roland Burris has two children, a son, Roland Burris Jr., okay. and a daughter, Rolanda Burris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fucking toolbox. <laughs> Can you be more full of yourself? <laughs> His wife is just like, oh, I have a name too. No! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Scalia's kids, you've got Anne and Eugene, and then the rest are all Bible names. It's John Francis, Catherine Elizabeth, Mary Claire, Paul David, Matthew, Christopher James, and Margaret Jane. You sound like you're reading off the faculty of a Catholic school. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Okay, let's get back to the game. Okay, so Scalia's so got a shop. S- Scalia has a scalor. He, d- he has a scalor, yes. Does the shop sell food? Uh, does the shop sell food? It, it does, among other things, sell food. Is it like a pharmacy? No. But you're right. sort of close, but not really. Is it a like convenience a corner store? store? It's, yes, yes, yes. It is a very specific type of corner store. A bodega. A yes, indeed. It is a bodega. Does he have Just, a bodega cat? Sure, why not? Bodega cats are the most important part of a bodega. Is okay. John Boyega in the bodega? He, oh yeah, Boyega's bodega. He may stop into the bodega from okay. time to time. Um, so in this bodega of Justice Scalia's... That, that, that joke is copyrighted Aaron Kane, 2015. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, all right, so in Scalia's bodega, he sells three items. So you have to guess the three items that he sells and also the name of the bodega. Okay. All right. I want to know about his bodega cat. Though. All right. It's clearly a mangy tabby. And it has um, some sort of biblical name. Of course. Are there cats in the Bible? This cat's name. Are there any cats in the Bible? Oh, there's the lions. 
I want to find out if there's cats in the Bible. Are there dogs in the Bible? I thought there were dogs in the Bible. There's certainly a donkey in the Bible. Yeah, that's different from a cat or a dog. That's a pack animal, <laughs> sir. Are do you, do you know which, which, which biblical donkey Okay, guys, about? guys. It's here the magical are... ass of Balaam. It speaks to him with the voice <laughs> of the Lord. I'm serious. The magical ass? Do you mean J-Lo? No. <laughs> I don't know. For for my money, guys, I, I think uh, if you're going to go with magical ass, it's got to be Nicki Minaj. But <laughs> That's a fair point. All right, guys, here, here are the Google autocomplete suggestions for are there cats in, in order. Are there cats in Minecraft? Are there cats in the Bible? Are there Excellent. cats in Australia? Are there cats in Hawaii? And are there cats in heaven? Oh. I'm right. sorry, Balaam's ass does not speak with the voice of the Lord. It speaks with the voice of Balaam's ass. It is magic. It is miraculously given the power to speak by an angel. So it's like the character from Midsummer's Night's Dream. Yeah, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you hitting me? It's like Bottom. Yeah. It's Bottom's Bottom. That's nice. I All right, here is a list of animals in the Bible, uh, organized alphabetically. C, cat. Mention of this animal occurs only once in the Bible. Uh, the original text, uh, it's in Baruch, uh, let's see, Baruch 621. The original text of Baruch being lost, we possess no indication as to what the Hebrew name of the cat may have been. Uh, possible, possibly there was not any. For although the cat was very familiar to the Egyptians, it seems to have been altogether unknown to the Jews, as well as to the Assyrians and Babylonians, even to the Greeks and Romans before the conquest of Egypt. These and other reasons might have led some commentators to believe that the word cat in the above-cited place of Baruch might not unlikely stand for another name now impossible to restore. Huh. Well, that sounds like the perfect name for Justice Scalia's cat. So, yeah, there's not there's not any cats in the Bible. I mean, there's so barely any cats in the it's Bible. It's unknown cat number one is clearly the name of this bodega cat. All right, unknown cat number one, who is a mangy tabby. Okay. Uh, this is canon now. This cat uh, is friendly and cuddly and... It loves you, and it's your okay. pet because you can't have a pet because they won't allow pets in your dumb building. That's Sounds what bodega right. cats are for. Oh. Okay, so there's there's nameless bodega, unknown bodega cat number one. Okay, so Scalia is selling three specific things in this store, in this in this corner store. In are they bodega, yes. pop yes. rocks, synthetic marijuana, and guns? No. It's none of those things. Uh, are all of the things that he's selling legal to sell? Yes. Are they normal things that you would buy in a bodega? Um, one of them is, one of them might be, sort of, but, and then the other one, no. Okay. But, like, actually, no. I mean, so one of them, maybe. It depends on the bodega. Like, a normal bodega, maybe not. Saltines, Mexican Coke, elections. No. Like I would be, I would be a little surprised. To Saltines, find the first Israeli like, Coke, things. elections. No, I would be a little surprised to find any of these things in a bodega. But the first one, you could certainly find a bodega that would sell it. Are all three of them man-made? Um, yes, yes. Is any of them a food item? One of them is a food item. Okay, food item number one. Is it baked? No. Uh, is it wrapped in plastic? Um, 
Define wrapped. Does it come in a sleeve? <laughs> no. Is it a cookie? No. Is it a sweet? It is sweet, but it is not a sweet. Is it, is it a donut? It is not a donut. Is it cake? It is not cake. Is it a pie? It is. Remember when I said it is sweet, but not a sweet? Is it a candy? No. Is, uh, it, a, is, is it something you would eat for breakfast? Um, you could... Put, uh, like, mate, it's not something that you would eat for breakfast. It could accompany your breakfast. Um, hmm. Is it a drink? It is not a drink. It's baked, you said? No, it's not baked. It's not baked. Is it a fruit? It is made with fruit. Is it jam? It is similar to jam, but it is not jam. Is it a... Is it, is it Jimmy Jams? <laughs> it is not Jimmy Jams. Is it a preserve? You're getting sort of closer. Is it a pickle? It's not a pickle. Is it two pickle? It's not two pickles either. I read about this guy on the internet who had two pickles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a jam, it's not a preserve, but it is somewhat similar to those things. And there's mm. fruit in it? Yes. Cooked fruit? Yes. Does it come in a glass jar? It can. And it's not jelly? It is not jelly. Is it a syrup? No. Uh, is it something that you would put on another food item? Yes. Is it a chutney? No. A relish? No. A sauce? Salsa. No. Uh, it is a sort of like, it is a sauce. It's it's some sort of sweet sauce. Yes. Who is selling this? Do you remember? Scalia. Yes. Scalia is selling some sort of sweet fruit sauce. Yes. Hmm. Is it, okay, is it made with citrus fruits? I feel like we're missing something. You're definitely missing something, because if you realized what it was, you would know exactly what it was. Scalia. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Sauce. Uh, is it, it's, it's citrusy, but it, I, I, I don't know if it's an actual citrus. I'd have to look it up. What do you mean you don't know if it's a citrus? I don't know. Is, Wait, it, a le- don't is it made from a lemon? Is it, is it like applesauce? It is applesauce. It is, in fact, the purest applesauce. Oh, because Scalia refers because to things as applesauce. As pure applesauce. Opinion. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. All right. Okay, got it. So this is this is made by Scalia. Yes, it is Scalia's purest applesauce. Is the other thing horse feathers? Is he selling horse feathers and applesauce? He is not selling horse feathers and applesauce, but he is selling the purest applesauce. So you have. I briefly named my blog that. I know. <laughs> what is your blog name now? <laughs> DavidBrunoBrutman.com. Yeah. <sighs> slash blog. It's, it's less interesting. Is the second thing okay? So the other two things are not food items. Right. Is one of them an abstract concept? <laughs> no. Um, is, um... Like jurisprudence or no. originalism. <laughs> he, might is, spe- he might sell, you know, originalism snacks or something, you know, like... What's a constitutional originalist snack? Like a hardtack biscuit dipped in rum? Sure, I don't know. No, I'm, that is not among the original three. But I like Here, the idea. boy, have some hasty pudding. It's 1793. We only have four foods in America. Yeah, pretty much. And three of them are alcoholic. Okay, is the uh, is one of the other things a medication? No. A clothing item? No. A consumable good? Define consumable. Something that you use up by using it. No. Is it a consumable or a durable good? A durable good? Durable, yes. Is it a tool? 
you can use it as a tool. Is it Scalia again? <laughs> That's Scalia. She but, is um, a tool. Um, is it? Okay, so it's something you can use. Is it? Uh, is one of the other items like electronic? No. Or electric? No. Is it made of metal? No. So I'm worried that you the tool thing. It's not like it's not like a hammer, but you can use it as a tool for something, but not like building something. Is it a tool that you use for making anything? Uh, uh, yes. Hmm. Sort of. And it's a physical object that I can pick up. Yes. And sell it... for less than fifty dollars. Yeah. Is it dangerous? In the wrong hands. Um, not really. Is it a is it a microphone stand <laughs> that kind of looks like a gun? It is not. Amazingly. Is it made of plastic? No. Wood. There might be wood components to it, but probably not. Rubber? No. Um. So far, I'm all the questions that you've been asking, except for that last one, could apply are to either of the, the two. Wrong question. Well, that too, but they could apply to either of the two other items. Does this thing that is a tool but is not a tool have a handle? No. Uh, can you put it in your pocket? Some of them you can. Does it fold up? One of the things does fold up. So, you know, are we talking about this? There are two things you have to guess. And so far, except for the wood question, they've applied equally to both. So okay. choose which one you're going to ask about. Well, what's the deal with the wood one? Um, one of them has wood it, components? It could. It could have You wood. can't just ask what's the deal with it. <laughs> That's not a valid question, David. It's not a yes or no question. Get out. You've ruined the rules. No. Parts of it, parts of all, both of the things are derived from wood. Is one of the things made of paper? They are both made in of holer, paper. In part, they're both made of paper. Is one a book? Uh, one is, in fact, a book. It is. It, it types of books. So he sells applesauce uh-huh. and two kinds of book. No, he sells applesauce, types of books, and another thing made of paper. Okay. Is he selling pieces of the Constitution? He is selling copies of the Constitution. All right. So that is item number three. What is item number two? It's some kind of book. It is some type of book. Is it the book? Like the Bible? Yeah. No. Is it a book that he has written? That Uh, Scalia has written? No. Is it Talented Hands by Ben Carson? It is not, thank God. Is it The Art of the Deal by Donald J. Trump? It is not that either. Is it whatever the hell Ted Cruz's terrible book is called? (laughs) It is not, I don't know, what is Ted Cruz's book called? I don't know, Talented Deal, The Art of the Trump Hands. <laughs> Ted Ted Cruz's book is obviously called Cruise Control. Mm, it, is called, it is called A Time for Truth, Reigniting the Promise of America. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. What a wasted opportunity. Cruise Control, <laughs> fuck! He also has a comic, color, uh, comic coloring activity book called Ted Cruz to the Future. That's the worst. <laughs> That's real bad. Oh my god, guys, the Amazon reviews for Ted Cruz to the Future are amazing. Please, please read us a sample. I didn't know how well I'd enjoy this book, seeing as I have only white crayons, but as it turns out, that's the only color required. Magnificent! <laughs> Five stars. Um, this book showed up just in time, as my daughter had recently finished her Connect the Dots Mind Kampf. Oh. <laughs> we spent all day listening to Screwdriver and breaking the brown crayons. Oh no. Okay, so it's a book. Uh, is it a book that exists? It is. It's it's not a book. It's a it's a 
type of book. Is it no, it's a shitty book. presidential book launch memoirs? No. Uh, is it is a, it a coloring book? It is not a coloring book. Is it a book of the law? No. Is it uh, a cookbook? No. Is the cookbook called To Serve Man? It is not Vincent Price's cookbook. No, Vincent Price's cookbook is called A Treasury of Great Recipes. <laughs> well, it's not that either. <laughs> By Vincent and Mary Price. It is not that either. Is there anything better than crunching into a fresh, juicy frankfurter? Ew. Yes, there is. Answering the answer to 20 Questions Tuesday. Frankfurter. Chunky peanut butter. I want to throw up, but I'm also weirdly aroused. Is it yes. a fiction book? No, it is not a work of fiction. Okay. Are these books, these books are not law books? They're not law books. They may be used in the law, but they are not law books. Are they books used to prop up desks in law offices? They could be. They're, I mean, so they're not like not legal their, like, dictionaries or anything. But they are dictionaries. Yes! Ah. They are dictionaries. So, they are a certain set of dictionaries, minus one dictionary. You may not know this. Um, Is this a Scalia joke? It is a Scalia joke. Does he just not believe in some dictionary? Yes. Does he not believe in the Oxford English Dictionary? No, he believes in the Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, Webster's. Uh, A certain Webster's he does Uh, not believe in. So, in a case in 1994 called MCI Telecommunications Corporation versus AT&T, um... There was a um, there was a law that basically said. Um, Talk into the mic, Julie. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm looking for the actual quote. Um, there was a there was an argument about what the word modify meant um, because they couldn't like they were arguing over whether they had modified something and so they pulled out a bunch of le- a bunch of dictionary definitions of the word modify. And all of them were the same except for Webster's Third International, which had a definition that helped. Um, MCI, and Scalia really didn't like it because every other dictionary had the same definition except for Webster's. And he said, you know, you can't base a legal argument off of one dictionary. Um, But so in a footnote in this opinion that he wrote, um, he said, upon its long-awaited appearance in 1961, Webster's Third was widely criticized for its portrayal of common error as proper usage. (laughs) So he's a prescriptivist and a dick. Yes. Uh, and then he actually wrote an article for this uh, this law journal called the Green Bag Journal, which is it's an entertaining law journal about how this one dictionary was bullshit. Um, among other, it's literally called a note on the use of dictionaries, and it's a ten page article that he wrote with this guy Brian Garner. Um, I know Brian Garner. Do I mean, you? Not personally, but he's an editor of like the Texas Law Review, and he wrote. Garner's Modern American Usage. Well, he also wrote about dictionaries with Justice Scalia, and he literally has a list of all of the dictionaries from 1750 to present, which is, by the way, the dictionaries that he's selling in this bodega. Um, that <laughs> except for except for Webster's, Webster's yes. Third. Okay. Um, he so he writes a, he has like a, a complete list of all the dictionaries that he thinks are good, um, and then in the second it's it's by year, and in the section on you know 1951 to 2000. Uh, he the first one he has in there is 1961 Webster's Third New International Dictionary and then in uh, parentheses it says a dictionary to be used cautiously because of its frequent inclusion of doubtful slipshod meanings without adequate usage notes and then he footnotes to himself <laughs> I think that's the best part of it yes <laughs> what an asshole 
He is the greatest curmudgeon in the world. Oh All right, guys, so you are so close to the end. All you need to do now is guess the name. Okay, the name of his bodega. The name of his bodega. Does the name of Justice Scalia's mm. bodega have anything to do with the applesauce dictionaries and copies of the Constitution that he's selling? Not really. Is the bodega in a specific city? No. Just wherever bodegas can be found. Just one bodega, but... Um, is it hmm. Scaly's? Is it Tony's Bodega? No, it is not. It does not have the word bodega in the title. Okay. Nor does it, it called... have the term boyega in the title. Is it called rabies? It is not called rabies. <laughs> is it called scabies? No. Although those Mickey first Rudy's two letters... sugar babies. No. It does include some of the same letters as scabies. Hmm. Yeah, Scalia. No. Would you like a hint? I... I think I need a hint. David, do you want a hint? Yes, grant me this hint. Okay. Um, it is modeled after the name of a very large store that we all used to enjoy shopping at. Scalia Mart. No. Scalarget. No. A Mart for Antonin. No. Um... We used to enjoy shopping at this store when we were much younger. Scalia's Club? No. What? What is that? Like the Disney Club? Scalostco? No. Applesauce Dictionaries and Constitutions Are Us. (laughs) Oh, you are very close. Scalia Are Us? You're super close. Scalia's Are We. No. (laughs) Uh, Scalia Are It's called called Justice Are Us. No, no, you, so it is not, it does not contain Scalia's name, but it does contain certain letters in Scalia's name. Scotus or us. Oh, you are so close, you are on fire, you just need to delete a couple things. Scotoys are us. Oh, no, almost there. Scotus toys. No, no, back we up. Have delete, delete, delete. You have, you have all the words. Store. You just delete. Scrotums are us. <laughs> Scrofula. <laughs> You're getting further away. Scrow toys. <laughs> is it toys? Do they not sell toys there? Is the Y-O-Y-S in the title? It is not. You were so close. You basically had it. Scotus. But delete a couple of letters. Scot okay, R-Us. Wait, yes! Scot R-Us! Yeah, okay. I got it. <laughs> you... <laughs> That's are good. my sister. Yes, indeed. If there was Which any Which is a doubt. shorthand for saying you are awful and I love you. <laughs> so, guys. Yeah, if, if there was any doubt, it's laid to rest forever. Oh, my God. Just like a genetic test, but much cheaper. Oh, my God. That was awful. <laughs> so, right. guys, you, you have won 20... Or you have guessed it correctly. You have so, won 20 questions Tuesday? Uh, yeah. Would you like to recap what it was? Okay, let's trade off. Okay. So Antonin Scalia has a bodega. And the bodega sells three things. Applesauce. Pure applesauce. All dictionaries except Webster's third edition. And uh, tiny copies of the Constitution. And the name of this bodega is Scot R. Us. Yes, good The Supreme Court of the United States. You are the worst I am that is very impressed with you guys. Or you guys the best. <laughs> the best. The best. All right, guys. Well, good job. Let's uh, go over to the Scoratorium and see how you did. All right. I'm ready. You'll notice I made a couple of uh, New Year's themed modifications to oh, it. Oh, boy. Yeah, Delightful. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just, uh, I figured I would, uh, you know, since I gave you such a horrible thing to guess, you guys deserve a drink afterwards, so. I have some champagne for you guys. Ooh, okay. the Scoratorium pours champagne now. Yes. Uh, shall I just... Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Everyone, cover your eyes, look out. Ah, ah my eye! Oh, also my eye, <laughs> which is weird because you only opened one bottle. God damn it, David. All right, guys, let's uh, let's see. Oh, that's interesting. So the score is actually coming out of the bottle of champagne. That's uh, I didn't think that was going to happen. That's pretty cool. All right, guys, you got this 20 questions Tuesday in seven questions. Whee! Oh, man, we're on fire, David. That's amazing. It's really amazing. Well, I mean, as a team, we're unstoppable. Yeah, we pretty much. You guys did a great job. You, you, you put two Davids on that shit. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Boom. Coming at you like a hurricane of Davids. <laughs> Why didn't we call this show Hurricane of Davids? <laughs> that was a big... You know, that's the new name of your blog. You can you can turn it from a blog to a Hurricanes of Davids amazing blog. See what I did there with the blog? B-L-A-G. Slow but powerful punch. B-L-A-H-G. Slow but powerful punch. This has been the show where Julie forgets how to spell things. <laughs> Karate chop! <laughs> the only defense to a slow but powerful punch is a quick karate chop to the groin. Guys, it's time to talk about something very important. What's that, Dave? As the year draws to a close, are you prepared to make peace with your god? <laughs> yes. <laughs> are you prepared to make peace with your god? No. If you died at this instant, if you died at the stroke of midnight <laughs> on New Year's Eve... Yeah. And you faced your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Disagree, but go ahead. Would you be able to look him in his bearded eyes (laughs) and say to him honestly, I am without sin? I would uh, send him to a specialist to check out those bearded eyes. I would say to him, I regret that I feel that I have not eaten enough ham in my life. I would say unto him, yippee motherfucker. Hold on, let's try this again. I have a better idea. We all have New Year's resolutions, right? Uh, Guys, what are your New Year's resolutions going to be? I resolve to write two 25-page papers before February 1st when they are both due. All right, that doesn't really seem like a resolution, but fine. (laughs) David? I resolve to teach Jillian to drive like I promised. Cool. Wait, Jillian doesn't know how to drive? No, she went to boarding school. Oh, shit. Jenny doesn't know how to drive. You're, the David's two J-name girlfriends don't know how to drive? So wacky. This is weird. And I promised Jenny I would teach her how to drive. Oh, oh my really? God. Your New Year's resolution is to teach your girlfriend how to drive. Mm-hmm. Hey, David, what happened to drinking less water? How, <laughs> how did that go? Oh, pretty well, I think. He says with an empty you're, glass of water sitting You're in front drinking of him. less water New Year's resolution. Yeah, I drank less water at a time. It was great. I no longer glug it. All right, so glug, it works. Glug? Yeah. What? Do you glug glug or, no. or glug? Just a single, like a slurp, like a little sipple at a time. Gl- what about grog? Do you glug grog? Shut your face hole. <laughs> no, my, okay, my New Year's resolution worked out just fine. Okay, Thank good. <laughs> how how did yours go? I didn't make one. Did I oh, make right. one? I don't think did you I did. Say one? Did I even I say one on the podcast? I think you just made fun of me for mine. Yeah, probably. That sounds right. <laughs> well, listeners, I know what your New Year's resolution should be. Ooh, ooh, me too. 
your New Year's resolution should be to leave a rating or a review for 20 Questions Tuesday. Do it! David, how can our listeners enact this New Year's resolution, which will just change their lives? So if you go to iTunes and you type in the name of our podcast, which is, as you may have forgotten, Julie? 20 Questions Tuesday. You can find our listing on the, the iTunes page and press the little button that makes a review happen. And you can also give us a five-star rating, because that would be really nice, and that would make more people find out about the show, and that would make us happy in our heart parts. Yeah, it would help us a lot. Uh, You don't have to write out a whole review. If you do, you're our best friend forever, and we will thank you personally by name on the show. But, you know, if you just want to, like, help us out a little, get it done in, like, five seconds, just give us a couple of stars and go on your merry way and that'll totally help us out and tell a friend that's the other best thing you can do yeah tell a friend spread the 20 questions tuesday love yeah it's a whole new year and your friend should be listening to new and amazing podcasts new and amazing podcasts like ours 20 questions tuesday so wacky uh, you can follow everything we do on Facebook at facebook.com slash 20questionstuesday or on Twitter at 20questions2s or you can visit our website at 20questionstuesday.com And that shit's the Tumblr so you can follow it and get Tumblr update. Tupdates? Tupdates! Tum- I like Tumblr updates. Tumblr updates. You can get Tumblr updates. Listen, in between all the items on your newsfeed about how uh, Hamilton is the best thing to ever happen in the entire world. True. And how the two male leads from Star Wars are totally boyfriends forever. Uh, why not get some 20 Questions Tuesday in there? That's what Tumblr's about. But also Hamilton. But also Hamilton. Enough about Tumblrs. Julie, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for bringing this deadly, dangerous microphone weapon into our home. (laughs) I just hope I can bring it back into my home. It was delightful to have you, and uh, you have thoroughly proven that you're David's sister for all time. True. And that I am your brother for all time. You have this recorded record of that, so thank you for coming on the show and demonstrating. What could be more wonderful than trading ridiculous... Uh, convoluted 20 questions notions with the people that you love. I can't think of anything better, David. And that's how you play 20 20 Questions Questions Tuesday. Tuesday. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by Hugo Droopy Contini, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license. If you'd like us to use your music, message us on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, stay tuned for the gnome that whispers your name as you fall asleep. I'm David Brunel Brutman. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm Julie Reinstrom. Good night and Happy New Year! Happy New Year!